1: When you drive the brand-ranked number one in dependability by J.D. Power, you can stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see yourself behind the wheel of the brand-ranked number one in dependability by J.D. Power. Kia.
0: Movement that inspires.
1: Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Kia received the fewest reported problems among all brands in the J.D. Power 2022 U.S. Vehicle Dependability
0: Study based on 2019 models. See jdpower.com slash awards for 2022 details. And no, what I was going to say is that I, uh, I, uh, had, um, I needed something comforting yesterday. So I put on, uh, Weathering With You, which is Shinkai's most- best ending movie with the, the least amount of of like heartache to get there <laughs> um i know your name generally is seen as a as a happy ending but you don't you don't quite get enough happy that it still leaves a little bit of sadness in in your on on your on your tongue if you will but uh i was watching it and just listening to uh Radwimps, their their soundtrack uh for for those movies and all of their their albums. They did a soundtrack for a live action film last year as well, which is uh amazing. Just reminded me that we've got uh Suzume locking the doors coming up uh late this year in in Japan and early next year for, for North America. And uh I'm I I they haven't announced it officially that I can tell, but the trailer definitely sounds rad wimps-ish, and I am excited about that. They their music is amazing. I can't cannot suggest it enough.
1: I uh, I still haven't watched Weathering with You. It's on my eventually. It's on
0: like I It's said, on HBO it's kind Max.
2: Of like, oh, I know when you made me watch. I like said I we were gonna do it, it on I the show, and then you guys didn't end uh, up watching it or something. Maybe I don't think so. Maybe. I,
1: think
0: that's
2: yeah, maybe I don't remember if i finished I mean, there or not though because i think i may have found out we weren't doing it before i finished watching it and I'm
0: i like, think oh, you're right It's like, good you need, to, you need to watch it jammer you need to watch it it's uh yeah it's
1: one of those things kind of like tenet where i haven't watched it yet just because i'm like you know eventually i'm gonna be in a mood for a new christopher nolan movie and then i'll <laughs> have it it's like with <clears> the <throat> makoto shinkai thing it's like someday i'm gonna want i'm gonna be in the mood for a new one and i'll have yeah. it there for me
0: well good good luck with that uh i definitely suggest checking checking that out i'm excited about susan may locking the doors and uh yeah anyways
2: hello everyone and welcome to breaking Geek radio the podcast the premier flagship and international podcast of lrmonline.com and the genreverse podcast network Woo! um <laughs> i am here as always Well, no i mean it depends we have a rotating crew we got Jammer today. How's it going, Jamie? What's up? And then it's, it's
1: we got. It's good. I, I I love your your, your like international podcasts. Yeah. You're like, you get you get really close. Bumbled international, but we're there. We're not today international.
2: Today we're uh, we're strictly U.S. That's right. We're regional or domestic? We're domestic, national. I mean domestic. for uh, us. I mean, of course. Yeah. And we got Kyle on the ones and the twos and the. Hello and i'm your host this week uh nick doll um uh, of course you can find <coughs> early all of our um that <laughs> turned into an anchorman gag that wasn't actually a full noise that made um we are also we are already obviously found on the genre verse podcast network wherever you listen to podcasts and on youtube as well and on lrmonline.com the website where you can also read other great content today we have a some trailers the news and we're going to also be t- having a conversation slash review about only murders in the building season two which completed last week Stools. i believe so um before? i don't remember i don't i got i finished it this week recently <laughs> streaming whenever you finish this is whenever i wanted to finish but not earlier than they release it anyway so <laughs> with that let's hop into the trailers Our first trailer this week is really weird one and i actually did not mean that as a pun um because it is just trailers i don't know what tone it's going for but we'll discuss it weird the al yankovic story i thought we were yeah so
1: yeah yeah there was a so yeah it's called weird yeah the al yankovic story starring uh daniel radcliffe in the titular role And, you know, it's funny, you you mentioned, you're like, I don't know what tone they're going for. And For me, I'm like, I don't know exactly what tone they're going for. And I'm on board with it. It's literally making fun of biopics in a way where it's just like, oh, that really key moment where this thing came about. Let's just amp that up. It's kind of just falling into every
2: big cliche. Yeah, like the parents never wanted me to yada yada. Like that's yeah, a like my parents on one one week, hey, No one
1: understood who I was, you know, like we saw him at a polka party and then, you know, the moment where he's just sort of like, I, I just like, I just want to make lyrics to songs that already exist. And then just like inspiration for my bologna is looking at like a freaking thing of bologna and it's just really over the top and ridiculous where it's like very loosely based on a true story. It just amped up to be crazy and weird and weird for lack of a better term. And just kind of wacky, um, and they really play up like the cliches. Like you know, you have that arc where the the, the main character, or I guess the the person, the topic, he becomes over the top and becomes really sort of obsessed with fame, obsessed with himself, and becomes a complete asshole. Like when that guy says you can't smoke in here, he like freaking looks at him and just puts it out on his hand. Just it, you know, it's a fantastic tone, and I'm. I'm 100% on board with what this movie has to offer. I hope it's funny, and I hope it's not one of those things where you watch it and you're like, oof, that's funny in a trailer, but I feel like it's too long for a full-feature movie. It definitely has the potential to go that route, but I enjoyed the trailer for what it was, and I really just personally like seeing Daniel Radcliffe between this and The Lost City, just clearly having a lot of fun with his career
2: recently. I saw some meme. I can't remember exactly, but it was all about Daniel Radcliffe just doing weird roles. Where like it was even a written one. I don't think a meme picture of the picture where it's like, "Hey, Harry Potter, yeah, you want? We got a weird movie for you. You want to do it?" He's like, "I'm already here." <laughs> but, yeah, I mean that's all of yeah. That's why he's define his centric, career like Swiss Army Man, the one where he's a swarting Swiss corpse. Army
1: Man, um, guns akimbo is another one i haven't seen that one yet but i want to it's so good it's really good like you should check it out i think you'll have
2: a good time yeah and like you said his character in the lost city it's fantastic what did you think of Um, uh what did you think of the trailer i loved it i just i don't even know if any of it's true like did he date madonna is that really
1: no but i'm curious that's your takeaway i wonder what's true none of it none of it's true i'm sure so it's and if it's true oh that's a nice surprise movie. maybe okay. probably like,
2: did, like did, i got, like the cigarette butt thing i'm like there's no way that happened so like other things like but even that the, I and mean, i love you know, how it's obviously he's not even doing a weird al voice and they're obviously just playing weird al whenever there's like a singing song like, like he's doing an american accent but he's not even trying to sound anything like him so they're not like like Except for uh, when
1: singing, and if, if yeah, who knows, maybe Weird Al's sh- actually providing the vocals for that. Oh, that's <laughs> definitely know.
2: weird. That's definitely Weird Al, which I think. But is I don't part think of it's exactly
1: Weird Al. I think it's like a mix in between, where it's kind of like they they mix the voices in a way so that mm-hmm. it still kind of so- sounds like him, but also sounds like Weird Al. Um, by the uh, way, I looked it felt it up.
2: to me like they were just playing the like the tracks off the CD. Is what it sounds like, which I think is funny.
1: Uh, well, apparently, Weird Al and Madonna uh, never met.
2: Okay, so, so this entire movie bullshit but it still looks funny like none of yeah not even like a protect yeah it's not even just like a it is like a parody of about it's uh walk hard but with but with better a real person. subject matter yeah exactly uh, so i thought here it funny.
1: At the tr- making sure that I'm, I'm accurate and about singing about the no about the weird uh madonna thing um it doesn't look like they okay i can't guarantee whether or not they per the daily mail weird al and madonna may have actually never met the publication noted she did reportedly tell an acquaintance of weird al's manager that she wanted weird al's parody song about her to be called like a surgeon but it doesn't seem like the two actually interacted
2: so they definitely didn't date then yeah okay well i answer some yeah. of my questions about it
1: unless let's say it was online which i guess is you know a very, a very impossible thing back, you know, what the 80s, whatever that was, early 90s.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it looks good. I like his songs. I love Daniel Radcliffe lately. Thumbs there up. He
1: was huge into Weird Al. Um, I think most yeah. I was into it was in his album Running with Scissors, mm. which mm-hmm. was a great album. I don't really think I, I, I know some of the songs outside of that, but I don't think I've ever listened to a full album outside of that one.
2: I same actually um, I think that that's was the song that has Albuquerque work. on it doesn't it As Albuquerque, it's just like 8 minutes a, or whatever but I like some more talking even than singing and it has the Star Wars song saga continues saga
0: begins the it's the, the saga begins,
1: begins. oh okay. wow look at you you fucking shown up by ones and twos <laughs> okay (laughs) (laughs) no no but yeah so uh saga begins i guess and that was uh making fun of the prequel to the american pie not the american pie theme to the song american pie yeah
2: yeah and and, uh when i say oh yeah did you know there was a roku channel no i know that's a device my parents use so i don't know i don't think i hope you don't i don't think you have to own the device to get the roku channel i think it shows up on my tv Unless it costs money, like on my smart TV on the main screen. it's like, I think that's a button for Roku channel.
0: There, there are, uh, it is an app that you can get on other, other devices. Yes.
2: Free. I hope <laughs> I would
1: never that pay for something I called the regard. Roku. Channel. I mean, probably, probably the app is free and maybe there's like a free trial for like seven days or something and then you can pay for it. Or maybe it is free. I don't know. Maybe it's like Pluto TV where it's driven by ads. Who knows? I don't
2: know what that is either, but Okay. Um, ready to move on to the next trailer. Pluto is TV is like a weird. streaming network that essentially
1: has a bunch of old shit that they just play on loop like a standard mm-hmm. TV channel.
0: So, uh, here is what I found on the Roku channels, uh, subscription. You can get a seven day free trial and uh monthly subscriptions are $8.99 a month and if every if anyone wants to uh see it i can share that on the youtube screen for you guys uh right now they've got stuff from like uh outlander from stars on here sister wives yay uh a bunch of uh uh additional channels that you can add kind of like you do uh amazon prime video where you can add stars or or whatever so yeah 8 899 for something you've you've never heard of nick
2: nice i will right, well- Probably won't even get a free trial because this is one of those movies <laughs> where I enjoy the trailer and by the time the movie comes out, I'm like, eh. Yeah,
1: so. that's true. Um, but then again, this could be like, this could be a fun, ridiculous movie like
2: Eddie the Eagle, which was ridiculous and oh. silly and feel good. I'm sure I'll enjoy it. It's just like, it's just one of those mid-level movies where it's like we we watch the trailer because it's easy for the show. We're like, yeah. And then when it comes out, I'm like, mm. eh. <laughs> Which is a lot of most movies these days for me. I'm a bad person. Speaking of bad people. (laughs) What the fuck? Why? We have a trailer for Whitney the Pooh, Blood and Honey, where Christopher Robin's a bad, bad boy, and he leaves them. Okay, why do you uh, have to
1: make this sound like a sex thing?
2: I don't know. Because he's a boy. When he comes back, he's an adult, just like Ewan McGregor, only now his friends are out for murder because he abandoned them. Yep. Um. And it's l- literally, you know, it's that we've talked about it when it was announced. It's a uh, uh, Winnie the Pooh is in public domain, including like Piglet, Eeyore, which oh, I did we didn't know we're gonna be in the movie until this trailer. I mean, they're just guys wearing cheesy masks, but um, and it looks like a bad student film. Like even the quality of it. It looks
1: um, really bad. Like, I'm actually really disappointed because I remember when hearing about it and seeing that initial image, I'm like, oh, they could do something really interesting. And I like in my head, I probably auto-completed it to kind of feel and look like a something on the level of like a James Wan movie. Nope, not even close. This is no, basically a student film yeah. and it just looks real bad. Like, not even worth watching bad. It's a movie that is going to exist purely uh, off of the the hype that it is the first public domain spinoff, I guess, or production for the characters. Right? Yeah, or <laughs> Yeah. And it's a horror. It's like, we get to see Winnie the Pooh. Like they really lean into that, like based on the childhood, beloved childhood characters or whatever it is. And yeah, it just, it just doesn't look good. Like I like the idea of the idea of it. I think works. Christopher Robin grows up, he leaves and then eventually is like, Hey, you know what? I want to come back and see how everyone's doing. And then having them feel uh, betrayed and abandoned it's it's very the concept works the execution is just it feels lazy and silly and something that i would have watched in college and just made fun of it's feels, probably that's it's like a recent it's, kevin smith film <laughs> yeah right that's that's what it, it, it looks it doesn't look like it looks like it was made purely for that reason kind of like how you have those uh look alike those those doppelganger movies. No, that's not the wrong that's not the wrong term. That's the wrong term. Like transmorphers or those uh, ones that oh, are yeah, meant yeah. to look like real ones. Like this obviously isn't meant to look like something real, but it's like, oh you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, that's, sure. It's an interesting concept. Obviously yeah, yeah. It's basically the shock value of what it is or or at least the intrigue. And then you watch and you're like, oh well that wasn't that wasn't even worth the the hour and 10 minutes it probably is
2: to to check out. I'm sure more people saw the announcement in the first pictures than actually watched the trailer. Oh, yeah. Let alone like the trailer than even watched it. Um, But yeah, it's it's out there. That's the thing that's going to happen. It looks like it could be funny because it is going into the horror tropes really hard. But yeah, this one's definitely... If Weird Al's one, I might not actually watch. This is one I definitely won't watch. Yeah, this is like... I'm trying to think of the tropes,
1: but it doesn't feel like whoever's making the movie... Has a strong enough handle on filmmaking to make those tropes funny. It's just
2: gonna look wrong, like it's done wrong or cheaply. So it's definitely done cheaply, but as I said, even the style looks like a a bad student film. Not that there are a lot of good student films, but I just say, I would just say a student student film. film. No, it looks like it was shot by someone who only completed like freshman year film school. I don't know. I don't think I could have completed something that extensively. Well, look after good after eye, but year. It looks a lot <laughs> worse than a lot of the ter- <laughs> terrible movies I had to sit through at like the end of the semester to sure. see the one movie I wanted to see. Yeah. But yeah, that's Pooh. Blood and Honey. Winnie the Pooh. Blood and Honey. But good title. Title's better than it. and the concept are better than anything else. title's even better yeah. than the concept. <laughs> but I guess we've had enough trailers this week. Maybe we'll see one of them. Maybe we won't see either. I think I do want to see Weird. Weird doesn't well, like. Like I said. A lot of fun. I want to see it too, but when the time comes, will I like really like be like, "Oh, I'm going to stop I mean, watching this think... show. I'm stuck watching that or or watch this movie."
1: Yeah, I'm not going to prioritize it, but like in like, I don't know.
2: We should try to do or
1: something. When I'm wanting for a movie, I'll probably be like, hey, Weird's out. Yeah, fuck it. Let's watch it. Let's throw it on. I'll rent it off of iTunes for too much money and then Why check not it out get the free trial
0: for a free seven-day trial? Yeah, Cause that's, that's what I'm going to do.
1: I'm, I have a bad history of just not canceling things and then having to pay a month.
0: Well, fee. I, I, I haven't would canceled my High cancel Dive
1: subscription in six months. And not I don't even is. use it anymore. Uh, Anime related?
2: Yes, uh, there okay. are uh, like if I, ever I don't heard have, of it, it's Roku or anime related.
0: <laughs> I don't have the uh, site up on my mind right now, but there is a uh, relatively uh, trustworthy app that allows you to uh, um, create uh, basically prepaid uh, debit credit cards, uh, all legal. It's, it's on, on up and up. Uh, it was actually advertised on a, uh, LTT video if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, but basically you put a dollar amount on there. So when you're using these trials, uh, when they go to charge it again, it's, you know, done, you only put $1 on it for the, for the free trial or whatever. Uh, I'll try to look that up for you guys.
2: I don't and like some that. places have free uh, okay. trials. Well then I like won't like look
0: it up.
1: Yeah, I, was, I, don't, I don't like that. Cause for me, I'm like, that's just, you know, that's just on me. That's on me. and I don't want to cheat a
0: company out of don't their money want use... because of
1: my careless mistake. It's on <laughs> so,
0: me. So you want them to take advantage. You don't want to take advantage of the system. You want them to take advantage of of you versus you taking advantage of the they're system. They're providing a service. Man, they're not taking man. They're providing a
1: service and I just am foolish and did not go and cancel it.
0: It's a tool, Jammer. I don't it's like a it. it's a tool to help you oh my god i don't like it and i'm the the greedy capitalist pig who who should be like yeah man you 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 don't have that tool instead i'm i'm using good form saying consumer protection man come i'm done
2: okay and yeah i mean for me it's all be easy i'll probably cancel it after two hours because I'll start the movie, I'll watch it, and then I'll cancel. See, I so I hope we do I it won't. for the show. Otherwise I Here's probably will never happen, get to it.
1: <laughs> is I'll be like, oh, what else is on here? Okay, I'll check that. I'll put up, I'll build up a queue. and I'll be like, I'll get to it later. And then There's seven nothing days will on pass. Roku I haven't gotten Roku to it yet. Charged, TV. like, ah, maybe I'll get to it next month. I'll get to it next month. Ah, oh, fuck. I forgot to cancel it.
2: Roku and then TV sounds like Crackle, later. which had like one good TV show on it in its entire a run. TV show. It was called Burning Love. It was a parody of like The Bachelor where like Ian Ma- e- Ma- Michael. Ian Black was like the host. And like it's like Ken Marino, like that whole like the state uh group of comedians um, and even like Jennifer Aniston and like a lot of other com- like Rob Riggle and like all different. Ben Stiller is like the winner of the previous season. So that it was actually made by of... Red Hour Media. I back when now I, you have to buy it on Amazon as seasons. <laughs> they're like two minute I, episodes. They're like five minute episodes because it was Crackle.
1: Back when you I know. used to do anime stuff, Crackle was like one of the platforms that we would upload to. Like we we're like, okay, we're, once we're done editing it and doing subtitles, uh, you're gonna upload to Hulu. You're gonna upload to Crunchyroll, and then you're gonna upload to Crackle. I'm like, what the fuck, Crackle? Really? Crackle of all things? That's of all places? That's where we're putting it? Sony? They do that still.
2: Later in Crackle's life, I'm sure it's still out there. Sony literally tried to turn it into their streaming network and like put up full length movies and stuff. But I think it costs money. And the now Joe Dirt sequel, exists, which I now know is a thing for the first time.
1: Yeah, Joe Dirt. What the hell is it called? Um, I'm, Joe Dirt. No, I can't. I won't loser. assume. I'm, well, I was going to
2: assume David Spade's not in it, but I won't assume because he has it. no career. Is he in it? Okay. Yeah. How dare you? He's in commercials all. right now. I know that's that's the, like and not like the so some celebrities you see like uh, J.K. Simmons, you know, like they have their whole commercial thing, or John Hamm lately, and you're like, okay, they're famous, they're just doing commercials. He was, oh, but in then love. like you see someone like David Spade, and you're like, oof, that's all you can do. <laughs> oh, he's in the Hotel Transylvania and Grown Ups franchise. Otherwise, he hasn't been funny since David Spade. Died. I mean, since Chris Farley died. That's not true. Well, like, whatever, what, Don't you, shoot you Just Shoot Me? Is that the show you, he was
1: on? Didn't you, all, yeah, he was on Just Shoot Me? And didn't you just say, like, oh, no, I'm not sure it was it you. It wasn't you, but what about Emperor's New Groove? He was funny in that. Which one? Emperor's New Groove.
0: That was oh, yeah, he was funny in about that. that on Daily Cog.
1: Yeah, I was yeah. like, I got confused for a second, and then I was like, wait, no, nope, that was Mandy and Kyle who talked about, <laughs> uh, who talked about him in that. He was, uh, he was pretty funny in uh, Love as well where he played the actor girl's dad.
2: Yes. Is that the Paul Roost TV show? Yes. You've talked about it yeah, several I, times. No, I couldn't. Well, yeah, I like that show. I don't remember him being in it. So, yeah, it's a fine show, Susan. I was just trying. There's so many shows that have love in the title. I was trying to make sure it was that was the one mm. anyway. Tired of bashing David Spade. I apologize. Well, I'm not, not tired either. of it, but I'm gonna stop. I took that oddly personally. And he was good and Just Shoot Me. Or was no, yeah, he was on that yeah. one, and Andy Dick was on Just Shoot Me News boat. radio. I used to always confuse those two. Um interesting. Let's go from this wonderful discussion about Winnie the Pooh's murdering people, which was a while ago to hold Roku Channel and its existence to Warner Brothers, who is Discovery, who is still quickly unraveling. Yeah. Um, The latest news is not surprising at all to me that legendary entertainment, who's been one of their probably their biggest producer um, producing everything from the MonsterVerse to Nolan films to like, like just legendaries as their fingers in all sorts of pies um like they were a co-producer yeah I, I can't there's a lot if i had a list i could go down it but i already named I mean, some synony- big franchises they're synonymous with for... like big budget
1: movies yeah like um, with them with, uh, or bad robot with or... international appeal yeah. because yeah. it's, it's partially owned by a chinese company if i'm not mistaken
2: yeah they are eyeing leaving warner brothers to refer a rival studio just like no no, no,
1: no 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 to be clear
2: they're not eyeing
1: that they are there's rival studio subscriptions. with Warner out. deal over. Yeah. Okay. Cause there's a potential for it. They might stick around, but their uh, subscription is the wrong term. I guess their deal with Warner brothers is up and they're now courting other folks for potential. Um, but does that mean it's a guarantee they could end up sticking around with Warner brothers.
2: And one of the things, Oh yeah, of course they've done they Dune is a good example of something they've done recently. That's giant. Um, they also they've been with Universal in the past where they still have their I think they still have their logo on even the most recent Jurassic World movie, because once you're part of a project, yeah, and like you, you said, they still, they're doing Dune 2. they are yes.
1: doing Dune 2 and one other project. So the, the ones that are already in the works and in production with Warner Brothers, they are still going to they're going to follow through with that. Unlike that time when Warner Brothers didn't follow through with distributing their movies uh, as originally planned without telling them anything which really pissed off Legendary. Uh, And yeah, Kyle confirmed that Wanda Group is the parent company of Legendary, and they are Chinese.
2: Interesting. Wanda Group also owns AMC Theatres. Do they really? I didn't know that. I know that because they bought us when I was at AMC Theatres. How long ago was that? Five to seven years ago. That's about the same time they
1: bought up Legendary. So... There you go. Maybe it was like a one-two punch there. And they're like, we really want to get into this whole film industry thing.
2: So, yeah, so of course they're all over the place. Everyone's so if been if you've been listening to us or paying any attention to media like you know, movie news, Warner Brothers discovery is kind of collapsing upon itself by making bad decisions and having made bad decisions in the past that have led to stock drops. Um, they're not all stuff that they've is done a highly recently, editorialized
1: likes... comment. I just want to make sure we understand that it's a highly editorialized comment. Um, Cause one could argue that they are just making really specific business decisions with the hopes of stabilizing the company, decreasing their wasted external cash flow,
2: and, and learning their entertainment. Investing, I mean, and only losing investing, their uh... only
1: invest. <laughs> Let me finish only investing in things they know will make money, which could ultimately be good financially and who knows it could lead to better things down the line it could lead to a more stable company but as of right now especially for people like us who like a variety of different content it could also mean that they're gonna no longer invest in a lot of the fun weirder stuff that makes them so unique so it's a double-edged sword i personally don't like it but i can understand why a businessman would do it
2: anyways continue well and then a story like this it's It seems to be costing them talent. Talent that's like to work with Warner Brothers are going elsewhere. Um, Like even Snyder, like he only does like his next He's like he basically has a first look deal with Netflix right now, not Warner Brothers. But that was years ago. Rebel Moon. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but I think it happened as soon as the Whedon cut came out yeah but that, that was like was two, that was like 2017 mid, yeah.
1: that was like five or 2018 no, was like, uh, okay or 2018.
2: fine well i feel like this had nothing to Nolan do with what's currently
1: happening over. though is my point
2: no but that uh, they're making even more what seem like worse decisions you know like you said for financial reasons or you know guy David or whatever, Zaslav guy uh, the,
1: the ceo of discovery the parent company that has since absorbed warner media
0: <coughs> he is let now me heard. uh let me uh Posit this question to you gentlemen because Manny and I talked about this on on Daily Cog with Legendary uh, Their contract expired without you know re-upping with Warner Brothers <clears throat> However uh, We we know that the recent shift from streaming focus to trying to get people back to uh, Purchasing media whether it's digital or uh, physical and getting people back in theaters there's only one other st- big studio that doesn't have their their own uh uh streaming service that isn't trying to uh straddle that that streaming and and in-person bridge and that's uh uh Sony. Your favorite. <laughs> exactly. So, but here's here's my my uh kind of po- you know, question to you guys. Uh does does Legendary use cuz obviously I think part of their reason for not and this is just my my take on it. Uh, part of the reason for not uh, uh, re-upping their contract initially was probably likely due to the former Warner Brothers group uh, uh focus on streaming Legendary wants movies in theaters because that's where you make more money. So now that Warner Brothers is making a shift to theaters, does legendary kind of use their position as as leverage uh because I'm guessing they they they're in line with that that line of thought of get it in theaters so sony or or Warner Brothers could they leverage this guys? Mm-mm. Yes.
1: That's that's the thing, is that well, the one thing you mentioned really that's really important is that since the drama of last year, was that last year? Yeah, it was last year, with the whole streaming situation, things have changed. It's loved. very clear they have a focus on theaters. Now lining up with Legendary, who makes most of their money from theaters. So now they might just be playing hard to get because they're like, oh, we now know that the current regime wants the same thing we want. They're high. They're, they're easily the most successful of the others. Um, so, I mean, I guess the only other reason they may want to do something else is that maybe better terms, maybe a higher cut from Sony, maybe a higher cut from Paramount or Universal. I forget which one it is that they're, they're Paramount. looking to potentially go. Paramount. Paramount. Um, yeah. Like there's, they can get bigger options. Are they going to make, make, make more money with those higher cuts, or does it make more sense to take, you know, a good deal, but not as good of a deal with Warner Brothers, but they bigger potential for box office,
2: or use it success. to make Warner Brothers pay more for it, like rather than just reopening a make- normal deal, it's like, oh, well, we're also flirting with Sony and Paramount, so maybe you want to offer us a bigger contract. Yeah, like, exactly, exactly, that that kind of thing. But anyway, it's it's another just example. Um, of uh, Warner Brothers Discovery's meltdown apparent meltdown um, which we'll get into more in a second in our next story Um, and personally I would love to see them go to Paramount because Paramount seems like the main studio that doesn't have a lot of giant franchises like it has Transformers way up here with Fast and the Furious and then it has like (laughs) they're making one right now
1: so yeah but they haven't released one in forever no
2: yeah, and that's part of their problem. And then, They're of course, also Top Gun. Turning. Yeah, and then Top Gun is not really a franchise, but it was... I think it's the biggest domestic hit. Of, it's easily the biggest domestic hit of the year so far. I think it is, yeah. I think you're um, right. Because it's like sixth place. We discussed this last week the the beat Infinity War's domestic haul and is approaching Black Panthers, but it hasn't passed. In fact, this weekend's number one box office battle is between a Spider-Man re-release... And Top Gun. Those are the only two that are considered contenders this weekend. Which is, don't forget, everyone, if you want to be in a the theater full of other people, September third, all tickets at all chains are three dollars because it's National Cinema Day. It's all studios, not, not all, all chains,
0: but most. Okay, most because okay. even Alamo Drafthouse is doing it. Regularly. Yeah, it's it's not all, and and there are some places that may be reserving their. Premium theaters for not three dollars, but most like Regal, AMC, most of the big ones. Nick, you're right, but I don't want, I don't want to uh, say all, and someone's theater isn't doing it.
2: Yeah, they need to do research for themselves. That's not my fault. Oh
1: my god! <laughs> and we're tech- tech- really like, you need it's to do research for yourself, Nick, before you make a comment on a podcast.
2: Well, I mean, even if Alamo Draft House is doing it, that's like that's a small chain. It's not even in most states, but. Yeah, it's and then tying back. And so, my main point was, even though, um, I am gonna say that someone else pointed out, which is really cool, that Top Gun's the f- only movie ever made to be number have a number one weekend at the beginning of the summer in May and number one weekend at the end of the summer in That's August. Because awesome. last week it was number one movie in America. That's but um, so far, they made
1: one point four billion dollars worldwide with that movie. That's I would never thought that. Never would have thought that. Bigger I than maybe Jurassic that. World too. Nick, I, would I would have thought, thought uh, seven to eight hundred million. Nick, that's
0: what I would uh, last uh, last weekend, Top Gun was not number one in America. It made four million. The Invitation made six point eight.
2: Maybe it was worldwide. Then I don't know. It was like Scott Womler or one of the uh, who the last read the articles who did it.
0: The last week it was number one, or last weekend that it was number one goes back. To uh the weekend of June third, that's its last number one.
1: That was a while ago. Okay.
0: Weekend, yeah. as far as weekend domestic, because then Jurassic World hit. Top Gun kept moving up in the in the top three, but then Thor hit. Nope. Uh, Bullet Train, Dragon Ball, Super. So yeah, it, oh, okay. it, it's been a while. I but they it made it was a stat. flop
2: last weekend. So yeah, it was, was, it, was it
0: was bad. It was ugly.
2: But um. I have to take a quick break. Can you guys cover for me?
1: A twenty four has two hundred ninety five employees. Legendary has like a hundred something employees. Wow! And there, I never would have thought A twenty four had that many people working for them.
2: I would have thought like fifty tops. I would. I would think they do. It seems like they do more movies than Legendary. And yeah, but they're like they're like tiny, weird shit. Maybe you need more hands to make everything tiny and weird. But my last point about Paramount <laughs> is that the, one of the reasons I hope they go to Paramount um, is Top Gun, notwithstanding, and Transformers being up here. Some of their biggest franchises are like Star Trek and Mission Impossible, which don't reach the same heights as big franchises at yeah. even Sony. So, so wait, you just want devoid Paramount of forward. like, yeah, I love Paramount. I'd love to. They have, some, they make some of the best movies. Cause they also Alibaba or whatever that they're like Alibaba. a Wanda group type. Alibaba. Yeah, they're like a uh, they're like a Wanda type, you know, giant conglomerate that just owns part of like Paramount or Skydance or something. Cause like you know Mission Impossible or Star Trek, you'll see like Bad Robot, Skydance, Ali, whatever. So yeah, Alibaba. Be nice if Legendary was working on some good franchises over there. I don't care.
1: Say the care. names right, Nick. <laughs> You're going to bring it up. Say the names right. Or don't avoid saying
2: them. Not one company that owns blah, blah, blah. Skydance right. and Bad Robot, which I can say. Anyway, we still got more to say about uh, Discovery Warner Brothers. Or Warner Brothers Discovery. Whoa. Sorry. just okay started showing that? a trailer on my screen that was louder than my own voice. Um, for the news article for uh, DC Fandom 2021 because there will be no DC Fandom 2022. Um, it has been ca- Fandom, excuse me, it has been cancelled by um, Warner Brothers. Uh, it started in 2020 um, during the pandemic when there really wasn't, you know, there wasn't a San Diego Comic Con, you know, like no Hall H to show everyone so, you know, that was when they kind of rolled out and was like, here's our DC project, similar to when Kevin Feige gets <laughs> up at either an investors meeting or D23. And is like, hey, here's our Marvel projects coming up. Um, but yeah, it's not happening this year. And which, you know, they also didn't show up at Comic-Con um, because we all assumed there would be a fandom 2022. But this, Hammer, is this is another instance of,
1: of them axing th- unnecessary expenditures. Their statement's interesting. It says, with return to in-person events, Warner Brothers Discovery is excited to be able to engage with our fans live at numerous Comic-Cons around the world that will not be scheduling DC Fandom for 2022. I'm actually disappointed in this because mm-hmm. I like digital events. I like Nintendo Directs. I like things that don't need to be revolved around specific Disney events. Disney Plus Day. Yeah, those are those are great. Like I like those types of things. Um, and I, I considering the fact that as you said, they didn't even go to San Diego Comic Con this year to say to cancel this and then say with the return of in person events, we're excited to engage. It's like, no, you're Skip excited the to cut in-person costs. Biggest in person event. Yeah, you're excited <laughs> to cut costs so you can keep going and make more money. Like I think he's just trying to cut as much as possible as soon as possible so that you know the fiscal quarter whenever theirs is mm-hmm. once that ends, it's like see look at this. We're doing good, and then maybe they can start ramping those up. But it's very much seems like a very, uh, very much a cost-cutting adventure now, a, a venture. But like, maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? I'm obviously don't know anything about what Warner Brothers is doing, but that's certainly what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Outside of a vacuum where they're just axing everything left and right, cutting it down, saving dollars on fucking staples, you know, uh, if they're in their offices, I'm surprised are doing shit like that. I don't know. It just seems. Disingenuous. So they better be at the next big events. Are they at New York Comic Con? When's that coming?
0: That's October. Oh, October.
2: Well, they better be there if they're going to do in-person events. Haven't seen anything. <laughs> I
0: haven't yeah, seen I know, anything uh, really Unless, announced.
1: It, they did say something like numerous Comic Cons around the world. So I'm wondering if they're like, hey, let's go hit up like fucking you know the uh.
2: Like, I, I don't know either. which other ones are coming next, but like they're just thinking of Denver, for example, they're not going to come to Denver and bring like Jason Momoa and like, and it's uh, like, let's go, let's Michael go to the Keaton Durango, Durango, Colorado
1: <laughs> convention that has like 1500 people.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Ben Affleck. <laughs> but I just wonder if
1: they want to have like, Hey, let's just go to these really small conventions that have less than 10,000 people around the world and just go there. I don't know what their approach is like that. That's my only thing is they want to do a bunch of small ones. At other places but i don't know we'll see you better have a presence over Mm -hmm. there in nycc warner brothers discovery do
2: you think this will cost them in the long run as far as eyeballs on their projects here is the thing or only not much watching fandom probably not much
1: um because at the end of the day i think it's great for us and brand and stuff but like maybe if you actually do the uh cost benefit analysis you have the the bean counters over there they're like hey you know we spend five million dollars to set up an event or five million dollars to go to this one thing uh it probably doesn't really add that much because you could just drop a trailer and you're going to get just enough people just as many people getting excited about it because of the nature of your characters that they're have such wide appeal maybe it's great for us and it's great for their brand overall but at the same time it's not going to determine whether or not someone sees their movie so maybe it's financially not in their best interest to go.
2: I don't know. And they could do it cheaper than past years, too, because they always make it seem like, you know, like there's kind of like a CGI environment around someone like Zack Snyder talking, um, yeah. you know, whereas they could just do the Kevin Feige thing where it's just a stage where he's standing up there and they're putting the name of movies on a simple screen behind him without having to, uh, you know, Spend all this money on like this is interactive fandom I saw a funny tweet where it was like the reason they're doing it is the fandom collapsed and killed everyone except for the rock who's holding it up (laughs) (laughs) I guess in a year where again this is hyperbole this isn't fact in a year when you cancelled more projects no, it isn't. Oh, it's not. I know. <laughs> sorry, you got me for I'm a sorry. second. In a year when they've canceled more movies than they've announced, again, hi- hyper hyperbole. in the uh, jammer's <laughs> case, um, maybe it's not a good idea to yeah, hyperbole. is in really don't the, know. It's... With
1: Fandom, Fandom hyperbole. So yeah.
2: Nice. 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 So think, and do you think any of it is them trying to lay low a little bit? Because of canceling a movie, and Ezra Miller maybe still yeah. in the news. Uh, and I mean, I Aquaman guess they, still have, they have a
1: they still have enough where they could show. If I were them, and it's again, I don't know the financial enters. I don't know how much benefit you actually get from an event like this. But if I were them, I'd be like, okay, what do we have? Where we pushed a bunch of movies back, but we still have a lot of footage to show. We could show Shazam, we could show Aquaman, we could show we could show they have a lot of stuff to show off, even if they have been canceling a lot. They could talk more about Harley Quinn season four, which has just been yeah. confirmed, which is great. They could talk about Peacemaker season two, which I don't know where that is, but they can get James Gunn and say, "Hey, be yourself, be awesome in front of the camera for a bit, tell us all about everything, and do your shit." Like, there's lots of things, and then of course, as Kyle points out in our chat here, you know, they can go beyond even the movies; they can go to the animation shows, oh, and comics show off the and games, Gotham and Knights just...
2: game and stuff. There is and update us on Suicide Squad game.
1: Do. There's plenty of stuff for them to do. If they wanted to okay
2: excellent we move on from uh warner brother discovery dc decisions to another controversial director <laughs> even though jammer and i disagree well, agree with each other and disagree with the loud the small the minority with the loud voice um that believes last jedi is a bad film um the, well, that's not the story, but that's in the articles. He has a quote where he's like, I'm even more proud of it now than I was before. But, I, I think
1: you should you should give the whole quote. But the full context. story
2: is, is Ryan Johnson, director of The Last Jedi, um, the wonderful Knives Out films, and the criminally overlooked, uh, well, he also said Looper, but criminally overlooked um, Brothers Bloom, which even... Jammer and Jonesy seen, have not watched yet which yeah. I keep bringing up every time we talk about the and guy. But I'm not
1: a, I'm not a huge fan of mm-hmm. Ryan Johnson. I wasn't until Star Wars because Brick is okay. Looper I, I wanted to like a lot more than I did. I never I keep watched Brothers Blue. I'm telling World. you the reason why I watched fucking Brothers fucking It feels Wars, like it's in the same the galaxy Last Jedi as Knives Out. graced us with its presence and I became just perma fan going forward. And then Knives Out fucking drove the knife even further into me for my love of his current Movies.
2: Anyway, keep continue. telling you and the audience. Brothers Bloom feels like it's in the exact same universe as Knives Out.
1: Okay.
2: But anyway, he was talking with Variety. This Ryan Johnson fellow who made this non-controversial picture called Star Wars: The Last Jedi, episode eight, nine, nine episode eight. eight no, I was yeah. I I I went back to eight. Um. He so you know, one of those things is you hear all these Star Wars projects announced and then you never hear anything about them again. Or you takes years to hear something about the projects. It's kinda of, kind of like they've become kind of a DC over at Lucasfilm. I like I feel like we won't be getting all the TV shows they've announced as well, though I'm hoping we get some Donald Glover on the stage at Disney Plus Day to confirm that Lando is still happening because there was There was news of Lando more recently in the time they unveiled the whole wall of shows. Like I said, I just, I'm sick of them
1: naming series after character names. Lando, Andor, fuck, just give it a cool name. Like, give it a cool name. Don't do Lando. Like, like, I don't know anything about Cash and Andor. Name name it after the rebel group he's a part of or something. And for freaking Lando, name it something else. Who's that? Yeah, Obi Wan
0: Kenobi.
2: Like, scoundrels.
0: Boring. Scum and villainy.
2: Or like, I like that. Lots of things
0: for underworld. Or like,
2: yeah, just like the fantabulous adventures of Lando, or the Lando logs, because he doesn't. Harley Quinn. No, but like the Lando (laughs) logs, I think would be interesting because he does open. He does it in the solo movie, and he does it in the a a comic, a Marvel comic that's canon uh, about young Lando. If Star Wars
0: used any anything with the word "log" in it, people would. Char- Star Trek. Trek yeah. Well, Star that's that's Trek. why Get I was pissy. confusing
2: it. He says Chronicles. Yeah, that they should call it the Lando Calrissian Chronicles. Because he like he does a Captain Kirk like Captain's log. I think he does. Yeah, he does it once in solo and he does it in the official canon Marvel comic where he's like, the Calrissian like Chronicles. He's like, today I was on a planet with some sexy aliens. You know, he like does his whole Lando thing. Um so but I digress into other star wars uh we're back to ryan johnson um giving an update about um his star wars trilogy which was announced five years ago um
1: was it five years already that's Shit, that's right. Right. it, it was, was it was, announced it was right, five before, years ago. right before right before like, i think it was two months before the release of the last jedi he had finished the movie two months earlier or two three months early had like no issues with filming everything went by buttery smooth or he was like oh no it's done it's ready to go like that was like the single smooth production that lucasfilm has had in the star wars franchise but he was not happy
2: go lucky about it have you seen the hour like the two hour long feature on the making of like the feature length yeah. feature he is at the end of that he's like i fucking hate my life it's <laughs> like
1: i love star I mean, wars but film- i'm so ready to be done Every filmmaker's like that. Freaking Daniel Craig talking yeah, about wanting to slip his I wrist slit and jump my off a of building
2: rather than do another one. And then he's like, "Okay, one more, one more for the road." Um, so the quote is um, from Ryan Johnson: "I've stayed close to Kathleen Kennedy, and we get together often and talk about it." Referring to his new Star Wars trilogy, it's just at this point of a matter of schedule and when it can happen. It would break my heart if it, if I were finished, if I couldn't get back into the sandbox at some point. Um, I'm assuming the next Knives Out film is... the. Well, what do you think? I think maybe the next Knives Out film is the last film he does before launching into Star Wars. Uh, what do you think, Jammer?
1: I, unfortunately, would be surprised if he actually makes a Star Wars movie or writes and directs mm-hmm. another Star Wars movie. I might see him be involved in a writer capacity or a director, not director, a producer capacity. But man, I I think, I mean, who knows? Maybe Lucasfilm will do it. I loved The Last Jedi. I think it had great too. potential. I just, uh, it showed that the franchise had great potential beyond what was established. And then, you know, the third, the last movie came in and squandered it. But he is not someone you want to announce for the franchise unfortunately um and yeah I, I don't know but if he is going to do it let's just say he is going to do it um will it be right after knives out two which is well, called i'm Glass looking Onion. at the article I say now
2: there are no other projects on his list um, knives out three no that's what i'm saying that's the only other movie like on his like lists knives out three
1: yeah i mean that would be the time after after he's done with knives out three to go back and do it i just don't know if lucasfilm i wonder if they're just kind of like yo what's up ryan we- yeah we love you let's just hope you slowly lose interest find another knives out <laughs> franchise and keep doing that we'll just keep pushing back this trilogy doing knives every <laughs> decade because we're sick of fans you know sending us death threats and hating us um so yeah i would be surprised if this actually happens but if it mm. does happen i don't think he'll be writing and directing it i think he will be producing it or writing it i mean basically at camp. least having someone who is keeping him in check maybe pair him with dave filoni or something so that people could be like okay no because, more than dave filoni people fucking
2: love dave filoni. i know but like he's he has his fingers in too many pies That's mm. all I'm saying. and it's all starting to run together one yeah gross pie (laughs) but uh my point is but but i think also there's here's
1: another potential though
2: maybe i'm wrong
1: and maybe they do maybe in two years we do get announcements like hey his first movie comes out here also it takes place a billion years after the last thing in star wars that way he could do whatever he wants and people aren't going to lose their shit because he's not going to like be messing with beloved characters instead creating his own sort of thing um i don't know what he said in 2019 I know that, but I don't know. He's, oh. I don't. I don't know how. My point is, I don't know how. I, I don't trust it until it happens because we've been told that before, and then everything always connects back. I'm like legitimately That's stop what, connecting back. He will be the even, one, if any, for it not to connect back. Even if you didn't switch time
2: periods, you could switch. I don't trust him. Yeah, I don't trust him. Even if you didn't switch time periods, you could switch locations in a galaxy, like in a galaxy a little closer. Never heard.
1: Yeah, they only the galaxy, have one a galaxy. Bit
2: no, but like the opposite they side of the galaxy, galaxy, they have never heard of the star, heard of like Coruscant's like on the yeah. fringe. They've never no, heard of the Cor- Skywalkers Coruscant's on the other in side. in the dead center. Not Coruscant, uh, Tatooine. The galaxy is huge. Tatooine's
0: out, outer rim, but yeah. What if it's called, what if it's it called is Beyond huge. Tatooine? Like, worse. And then it's like outside system. of it. They and can this be... is something set off, off of Tatooine. That would be amazing. But yeah, that, right. that just <laughs> sounds so dangerous, Jammer. How could you possibly have a Star Wars thing that takes place? That that takes place. At least off give of, us a Tatooine. Oh. Well, it
2: has to be a sand planet. It doesn't always have to. Be no. <laughs> what
1: if what if here's the, what if what if we have a Star Wars movie where literally they do everything they can. Like there there cannot be a single solitary grain of sand in this entire film. Like and I think if you go to you know <laughs> the Last that's why Anakin would want it. You can kind of look sand. and be like the salt moments. It's like oh, it's kind of sand. No, none of that. It has to
2: be zero sand. That plan actually didn't sand. remind me of a sand planet. But like obviously you have like Jakku and whatever the planet is in Rise of Skywalker.
0: So I just yeah. I just want to say I've I've been on the the record many times saying Johnson doing three films set a thousand years in the past, a thousand years in the future, or completely separate from skywalkers and well let's face it with with disney in charge papa palpatine uh if he had done something like that or if he does something like that i'm 100 percent behind it uh and also he's not allowed to do do anything with military without serious advice
1: it's called star wars you have to have military
0: well then he needs and to learn how to he needs to, le- he needs to learn how to freaking uh, freaking write it. he been needs been to accurate, learn how Kyle. to freaking Kyle. write it. no 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 Star Wars they, has never been that, accurate. you legitimately have finn and rose who who get crashed right in front of a whole line of b- bad guys and they got a long distance to to move over to get back to safety and they just walk no 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 stupid does that have to do
2: with the military Okay then. Dude, well, bad guys would shoot at
0: them. Bad guys would shoot at them. Cal and they they don't they're able to movies, walk right 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 past all of those those enemies, all of the the equipment, all of that stuff they just walk right on by back back home. Stupid.
1: Yeah. You right, the military's never done anything stupid.
0: <laughs> oh, I didn't say that they they didn't, but that is dumb freaking riding.
2: All right. We could talk about Star Wars all day, folks, until Kyle is red in the face and I'm exhausted. Which I already am, because it's early. I'm taking a nap after this. But I stayed up too l- I didn't sleep well last night. My roommate decided to sleep on the couch. When he sleeps on the couch, I can hear his snores and his moans from my bedroom. Not like sexy moans, but he's just like, ugh. Like every time he like even slightly moves on the couch. And it's as loud as like someone yelling. He's like, ugh. And it's like, god Damn it, I just want to fucking sleep. But um that was my night last night. So I actually feel pretty energetic for the show. So but from moving from a Disney story to another Disney story, um, which also includes stars, since uh Matt Shakeman. Shake Shakman Shakeman. Shakman. Shackman, Shackman. <laughs> Shakeman. That would need an E in there to be Shakeman. The Shakeman can um he we already knew he was going to take over Fantastic Four um in replacing John Watts, who I don't think we know what John Watts is moving on to. Um I don't he believe just, so. He was, of course, he did the Spider-Man home trilogy. Watts um, is doing
0: uh skeleton crew Star Wars.
2: That's oh. Yeah, is that the animated one?
0: No, that's oh, the okay. that's the one with um Frack, uh guy from uh Captain Marvel. Uh What's his name? Jude Jude Law. It's that project.
1: Oh, okay. And he's also doing an untitled George Clooney
2: Brad Pitt project. There so
0: you go.
1: He's, he's moving on up.
2: <laughs> but um, so yeah, so Fantastic Four needed a director, and Matt Shakman. I'm kidding. Shackman, um is moved on to that work. So now he was next film was supposed to be Star Trek Four, um, bringing back the Kelvin timeline after the four was canceled right after um beyond came out because again going back to what we said about paramount star trek beyond like the star trek movies make money but they're not giant hits and they'll make lots of money because they're also expensive i'm not um, even sure
1: how much money they make because it's like i know i think beyond beyond had a pretty dark but pretty bad box office return overall it made and, money include-
2: and it's not what killed the sequel fully what well, what I'm just saying
1: is that oh, okay. it, it made money compared to its bu- budget. But it did not make money when you take into account the marketing and all that stuff? Like because, um, because it's it's it's, it's not a it's not a direct science for us. Like we, we can't specifically know how much money is made because we don't have the the specific receipts. Don't know the different transactions. But it made 343.5 million dollars. And let me double check to make sure that's worldwide and not. Just yeah,
0: I've I've got three thirty five point six for for worldwide on a re- reported budget of one hundred and eighty five million, and that is from uh the numbers.com
2: So that's a yeah. profit, even when you no work no no in no no marketing. No, not that, no they spent hundred million no, dollars us, on no, marketing.
1: usually usually market for big budget projects almost equals mi- almost, million. almost Let me finish. Almost equals the budget of a movie for a slot project of this a- size. Oh, so easily over hundred million. Yes, to market. It's like a
0: rough roll of thumb to take the reported production budget, uh, budget, and multiply by two, uh, because there's also a lot of uh, weird things that go in with the um that go in weird with uh how how much money from opening weekend a studio versus theaters get, yeah. and how much it it all drops or or grows from there. So that rough estimate, and it's it is rough of just doubling the reported budget is enough to get you close to hey it was either close to even made money or or didn't there's a lot of nuance and finesse in there but yeah we don't know for sure may have not made money may have
1: exactly well not or a very slim slim profit because if you do take that rule of thumb 185 times two that's 370 which is more than its worldwide cum. but you know once again it is a broad rule of thumb we don't know for sure maybe did make money but it didn't make a lot likely
2: it made it, it enough for a sequel because they were going to jump right into a sequel. And the reason the sequel originally died was because it was supposed to be the story. Sometime travel thing happens and Chris Hemsworth. I think they actually first, they had that idea.
1: They had that before the box office came out. And then once the box office happened, there's kind of like eh. And then I think the, no, the Chris has uh, asked for too
2: much the- money was the official story. Yep. Because it was supposed to be when- Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth before you cut me off so
1: well yeah i get that Both my expensive point is, is that it didn't make enough money if at all to justify an increase in salary because it makes sense after three movies the actors are going to want a bump in their pay but d- declining profits to no profits probably made them be like oh well this movie didn't make enough money not worth it let's put the kibosh on it and move on with our lives
2: but and- unfortunately since then Star Trek is bigger than it's ever been with successful Paramount Plus show after successful Paramount Plus show. Um, and they went almost a full, full year with an episode every week. Like they didn't have an episode for about five weeks between the end of Strange New Worlds and Lower Decks, which started last week. Um, so now that's a hot property. I think I remember when I originally wrote the story for LRM about Star Trek 4 happening is they kind of like even like focus grouped it without having a movie being like Does anyone want to see more with this cast and it was like a resounding yes so this has even had a release date for a while december 2024 no twenty two thousand twenty-three. 2023 um it was supposed to be their big christmas movie or one of them which i thought at the time was silly because it release date is almost as christmas far away themed. as you don't know no i meant how quickly they thought they would get one out since they didn't even have a script when they announced that um so, but now yeah it does not have a director anymore um not that i expected it to hit that date anyway cuz there's still time what, they got 3 months, months away, 14 months away <laughs> that that 2023 yeah never
1: mind my bad it's still possible i know was- that i'm, I'm think like marvel at it's at its most close they they have a movie enter production like 11 months out and they still
2: manage to hit it but then again you know they mm-hmm. abuse i the freaking out the vfx CG artists people. yeah the vfx <laughs> artists so um, jammer, any thoughts? You, uh, you, you've at least watched the Kelvin movies, yeah. right? Not, mm-hmm. I know you're not really into the shows themselves. No, do you I'm have not. any ideas for a director who would fit well with the franchise?
1: Because we've ooh, had uh
2: two with JJ and then the last ones with Justin Lin. I remember actually talking with you in person Wednesday night. You said you didn't like Beyond, which was the Justin Lin one,
1: correct? I did not like Beyond, I thought it was boring. I didn't like the way the action was shot. It was like shaky cammy. Um, yeah, I didn't like it. But who would I want to direct Star Trek for? Who would be a good filmmaker? Oh, he caught me off guard with this good question. I'm trying to think here of of, of directors who have... Di- David Leach. That would be interesting.
2: Um, what else did he do again? I know this name. Did Bullet Train, Deadpool oh. 2, well, uh, Atomic Blonde. Ah, yeah. that's a good choice. I
1: think it's a good uh, scaling up of his his production skills. He could, he could do a lot of great action, um, bringing in humor and stuff. Of course, he's not necessarily writing the script, but I think he probably could collaborate in establishing a tone and style.
2: I think there's already a writer signed that maybe if you could double check that um, Kyle. That was like Noah Holloway or someone. Oh Noah that's Hawley, right. was that is that the script that's being
1: produced? Because I thought he was directing his own thing, and then that has since disappeared. Uh, I don't know. I know the Tarantino one was one of the
0: things. That I'm they l- about I'm looking it up. I'm not finding the, that I know one that, it I yet. There happen. were
1: three. There was the Tarantino one, the S J Clarkson one, and then the Noah Hawley one. And I, it, it's that's been it's been two and a half three years since that, and nothing has come of it. So I don't know. I assume they all just got um. But anyways, if I recall correctly, in 2019, the S.J. Clarkson one was canceled because the script wasn't good enough. Um, I don't know the status of the Holly one, nor do I know the status of the Tarantino one.
0: It's been put on hold. uh, It says, uh, and this came from Deadline, Uh, Holly had said the the film was very close to production when Watts put it on hold. and also from uh, uh, TrekMovie dot uh, com, casting had been underway. Filming was set to take place in Australia, but yeah, uh, technically, from what I can read, on hold. But then there's been additional uh, developments since then. So. Like an actual
2: release. So <laughs>
1: most recently, um, it looks like the current draft, when Shackman was involved. Was written by Josh Friedman and Cameron Squires, which was iterative of a draft by Lindsey Beer and Geneva Robertson.
2: So it doesn't seem like there's any reason why they would necessarily scrap the draft. Depending what, depending which director appear, they get, it doesn't appear to be the case. But occasionally
1: you do get a director who's just like, Psh,
2: or even throw just does a slight rewrite to fit their style. Um, for me, the safe bet is Jonathan Frakes, who plays Riker, um, next gen. Who I believe, I know he. Yeah, he drew, he's directed at least four episodes of every live action show on Paramount+. And I think he directed First Contact, which is one no, of the most popular. No, that's Ronald
0: Moore. Okay, well, he definitely And that was going direct... to be my suggestion, was Ronald Moore.
2: Oh, is he alive? look at that. I don't know yes. who that is, besides the, uh, <laughs> I don't know. No, you know what? Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> but my other wackier one, though, I don't, since they were considering Tarantino, I think they could consider this guy maybe have him and the guy who wrote three rewrite it slightly because one of the co-writers on beyond was simon Pegg, who's a great friend and uh collaborator with uh edgar wright so unless I he's been doing actually
0: suggest that too yeah i don't know wow, about edgar that's, wright that's he's
2: uh he might too, be
0: too weird for he's too much not of weird free but spirit like...
1: he would want to make his own style like they would have to i that's think i say to he would probably script.
2: rewrite it with yeah. peg and then bring back Peg as the writer from half the writing team from Beyond, and give us you know just looking at this picture on a LRM about the article, um, you know you just look at their costumes and you're like bright blue, bright gold, bright red. I mean, like Star Trek is always so colorful that it could work. I don't see where you would insert lots of uh,
0: modern oh, music like he likes. I do to use. need to. A- issue a correction you were right about freaks directing uh first contact ronald moore wrote it with uh uh brandon braga sorry about that so yeah story he, by Moore uh Moore as well
2: he's the uh the safe bet because yeah he's still there's like I, he's directed multiple episodes of all the live action ones Um yeah discovery card uh, yes and some of the better ones too and he's done horror he's done some of the horror ones he's done some of the funnier ones so i say that a safe bet and just is yeah he's good at directing Star Trek why not let him do a feature especially as the shows become more and more like features themselves. Um, anything else on Trek, y'all? I'm ready to trek away from Trek. Nothing against Trek, but and we're gonna trek burning. with uh. Speaking of Shankman, Shakeman, um, we have some very exciting news about casting in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, um. Trevor Slattery will be returning, uh, played by Ben Kingsley in Wonder Man, which actually I did not. I missed the news where that movie was actually confirmed or that TV show was confirmed, but he will be one of the leads in the show. Of course, we saw him in Iron Man three. He was the actor who was playing the the Mandarin. Um, And then in uh, the one shot, All Hail the King, which had Justin Hammer in it. who I also hope to come back since we also got Emil Blonsky back Um, and then Uh, And Shang-Chi, he came back becoming one of the best parts of the film, especially in the boring third act. Um, But he will be a kind of a co-lead, it says, because Wonder Man, a.k.a. Simon Williams, is an actor in the comics. Um, And the show is said to be a satire of Hollywood. So I'm thinking something in the vein of She-Hulk, which I think Marvel needs to fast track some 30-minute comedies ASAP because all the dramas are starting to run into each other is like one just big slog. Um, Jammer, what are your thoughts on Trevor returning and how it could, because I would even say Tim Roth reminds me, his, his new Emil Blonsky reminds me a lot of Trevor Slatterly where he's just like hanging out and he's like, you know, I don't do that anymore. I think anymore. it probably has a
1: lot to do with his accent too. His accent I think is the same. Yeah, I think they have the same type of accent. So that probably lends a lot to it and sort of like hangy, just, uh, you know. Uh, I could see that. <clears throat> but as far as I think this is a great, unique idea to have it be, you know, a, a, another series. I'm trying to think here who I want to. And I know for a fact that whoever is involved in this, because I don't think they have anyone who is. Did they mention a showrunner or, or a producer? I don't think exactly they have a yet. Producer? We
2: don't even have an actor playing. Because I, I'm trying to Wonder think here, who yet.
1: do I. Who do I want to be involved? I know
0: it's not gonna be anyone
1: I name, but I'm curious about like as far as like the style and feel for it, what are we getting out of this? You know, I will say would be this
0: great though. uh Jammer to answer your question. Uh filmmaker uh Daniel Cretton, who did uh mm-hmm. Song Chi, uh teamed up with uh and this is from uh THR Hollywood reporter back in June when this uh, show first came to light. Uh, uh, teamed up with Andrew Guest, uh, who worked as writer producer on uh, com- Community and Brooklyn Nine-Nine to tackle Wonder Man. So, Cretton and uh, Guest. And Marvel's
2: Ooh, had a lot of luck with uh, community directors. And Cretton's also uh,
1: doing one of the Avengers, uh, the, the Kang mm, movie,
2: mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Kang Dynasty. Yeah. Yep, Kang yep. Dynasty. He's going to be a yeah. busy boy. <laughs> but, um, I would say. I don't think you'd be able to get him to actually do it with his schedule, but James Gunn and do it kind of peacemaker style without the violence, because he's he actually already cast Wonder Man and deleted scenes from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. There was posters on the wall, kind of akin to all those weird movies made by Chris Evans in uh, within Scott Pilgrim Pilgrim versus the world. There were posters on a movie theater wall, all of them with uh, Nathan Fillion as Simon Williams, AKA Wonder Man. So at least <laughs> maybe he'd be a producer on that and get Nathan Fillion into the MCU if Marvel, I mean, because that's, that's not even the lead scene. It's just footage we never saw. So I was, so I was listening. They could do to, any casting, but.
1: I was watching um, this, this great show, The John Campia Show, on YouTube, and he mentioned that he's hearing rumors that Nathan Fillion would be playing that other character, not confirmed, but that wonder man. Yeah. No, 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 no. Character. Yeah. Wonder man that that's possibly he could be playing the, the role.
2: Um, but I'm in trying which to think case, of say what, you get James Gunn even as a producer, he's done a lot with uh, Nathan Fillion. I don't think, so. uh,
1: I don't think I want James gun. Um, I think I want James Gunn doing other things. I'm trying to think of what type of style I would personally want for this show. And I'm almost thinking of, um,
2: will probably be in the end be someone we've never heard of because a lot well, of these Well, yeah, people... I know, but
1: I'm trying to think of but... the style that I'm going for. Like, what type of, like, can I point to a movie and be like, hey, it's like this, except bringing in superhero shenanigans. And I, it, this is a really weird pull, but I'm going to pull it anyway. Um,
2: Christopher Hail Guess. Caesar. Hail oh. Caesar.
1: Basically hopping around from set to set with these actors doing about their thing. And then somehow incorporating superhero side story subplots into it, into sort of like a, a, a frenetic week within a movie or a series that Trevor Slattery and Wonder Man Guy is working on together. That could be interesting.
2: You think it it's, would be a yeah. prequel then? Or has Trevor become a famous no, non criminal? This, this is no, not a prequel.
1: Definitely after. So he's he he just back.
2: accepted back. Wouldn't he still be a criminal? When wow. they just lock him back up, if he came back, he was in jail when he got broken out by the Mandarin. But I mean, hey, maybe he pops up in She-Hulk she- and She-Hulk gets... clears him. Yeah, oh my she- god, she that would be so great! He's gonna that would be, be, like, be the hey, best cameo. You know,
1: he's like, I, I, you know, I really was. I, I was a victim. I was being held in my own will. They were just throwing pelting women at me along with <laughs> mountains of cocaine, and I couldn't help it. And then I
2: helped save a village from dragons.
1: Exactly. You know, I think, I think they can work in him getting off in some way to the point where he's Especially now going back into Hollywood.
2: Since I had this thought, this is another L.A. set show. She-Hulk is one of the first shows set in Los Angeles. I uh, mean, I Iron Man it. lives there, but I it's, love it's the very New it's York.
1: Because like, and I love I the think, fact that it's L.A. It looks so L.A. And I'm like, oh, I feel homesick.
2: So, I yeah, like, you could very easily even start that show with She-Hulk getting trevor out um just like she does well i won't spoil but um yeah i think it'll call work i don't really have a filmmaker in mind because it'll probably be someone we've never heard of you're right it will yay, be that's, more, that's why I was going
1: more for a style and a mm. feel for what i would want the show to be like um was it hail caesar's kind of a weird one i would even like, do
2: my documentary.
1: Eh, i'm not interested in that personally but i can like, see why like you a, would go there
2: behind the scenes person who's like shooting wonder man like he's doing a movie with trevor and like you know it's like shot like a making of and then it like turns into something bigger yeah no i mean but like not just a mockumentary but the reason they're being shot is because like you know the people who shoot the interviews and the whole process of being made and then put out like a five minute special feature with all that footage in the case of most films
1: so here here is Another option then, if you want to go the mock re- mockumentary route, pull Matt Reeves away from Warner Brothers. It's like, you did Cloverfield. Do that except Marvel.
2: Go. Oh, no. More found- <laughs> found- I hate I didn't even see that all the- I couldn't finish that movie because it made me sick. All the terrible camera work. I know that was the intent, but I hate found footage movies. I mean, you could shoot it, it like you know, mockumentary
1: as opposed to whatever, but at the end it turns, transforms from mockumentary to like action mockumentary
2: where stuff's happening. Yeah. I don't know. Obviously, you will be superhero antics. Um, I should have switched these stories in order. But, uh, well, I guess they're both. We have two, <laughs> two last movies we're going to talk about as far as casting are also set either set in Hollywood slash Beverly Hills or are mockumentaries about Hollywood. Um, first we're going to we'll quickly talk about um Beverly Hills Cop four, which is now typed or five? No, four, which is now Beverly typed titled movie? Beverly Hills Cop Axel Foley and the long tradition of just putting the character's name into the title of like the last or the revival or whatever you want to call it. Franchise that has been touched since the nineties. But people they, it's one of those projects you talk about forever. And you actually never expect to see it happen, like the Spawn movie, which is how I missed that it already has a yeah, it already has a director, um, Mark Molloy, and a writer Will Beal. So I missed it was actually already announced is happening for real, but it, this week it had in order to make it feel real, 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 they cast Joseph Gordon-Levitt and oh, I missed it, Taylor Page. So now that I, you know, I think once you've attached Gordon Levitt to it and, you know, it's Netflix, they're bankrolling it. It's going to happen now. Um, yeah, that's fair. Have you, have you ever liked the franchise, Jammer? I have to say it is it is not a franchise I've seen
1: anything of. I know really? it exists. It was always one of those movies where it's like I would go to the blockbuster and be like, should I get that one? Nah, I'm gonna get Rush Hour for the fir- like th- third time instead. You show you know, like you're,
2: you're showing me a uh, anime. I'll show you the first Beverly Hills Cop, which I feel is okay. the only one worth watching. But it's on the same level as Rush Hour or Lethal Weapon. Okay, that's and fair. it's Eddie Murphy's funniest performance. <laughs> Lethal Weapon
1: say. is also that for me. I haven't oh, seen it through Lethal. Weapon I remember first. this is how disconnected I was with the Lethal Weapon. I remember back when I saw trailers or TV spots back in the day for Lethal Weapon Four, and I remember thinking I, I forgot how young we were at that point. Maybe well, we were 10. 90s, yeah. <clears throat> or younger, I remember it's like Lethal Weapon Four coming to theaters, and I'm like, there ha- hasn't been three Lethal Weapon movies. <laughs> movies never get that high. There's not ever that many sequels, and it still stays in theater. Never, never saw any of the Lethal Weapon movies. So never mm, seen Lethal Weapon we'll movies. Never seen first. the the Beverly Hills Cop movies. So I can't really say I have. Uh, whenever I hear Beverly Hills Cop, I think of Beverly Hills Ninja <laughs> with Chris Farley. <laughs>
2: Very different films, even in type of comedy. Because the Beverly Hills Cop is more grounded in a Rush Hour way. Mm. Like, it's a comedy, but it's not, like, stupid. I don't know best way to say it. But from that, move on to another movie set in L.A., presumably, which is a mockumentary. Um, a few weeks ago, Wait, is it a mockumentary? Cruise News. I mean, not necessarily a mockumentary, but satirizing Hollywood. Okay. Um, is uh something from cruise news a few weeks ago christopher McQuarrie, who's written overly over 10 i think closer to 15 tom cruise movies and directed like the four four mission impossible movies with them including the two dead reckonings that haven't come out yet um working on three projects with tom cruise and one of them is a les grossman character um that, that character being the executive pro- yeah the executive producer or like no studio head for the company that was making the movie within the movie, Tropic Thunder. Um, a movie where most people who saw it didn't get that it was Tom Cruise until later in the film because it had kind of a fat suit on. He had like hairy that's hands and true. arms. There's
1: no way people didn't know it was Tom Cruise. They the actually... first time
2: I saw it, I didn't get it until the scene where he's like, I go and negotiate with terrorists. And I'm a Tom Cruise fan. <laughs> you didn't know that was him? The first time I saw it, I was just like, oh, that's Tom Cruise. That's weird. He I guess really I saw it for the marketing cycle. I, I saw it at a
1: test screen. Thoughts. Oh, that's true. You did see it at a test
2: screen. That's a good point. But um, he, we've we known about this project. Um, He's been wanting to do it for a while. Chris McQuarrie, I, I don't think he's done a lot of comedy, even though, you know, all the Mission Impossible films are funny. Edge of Tomorrow has its jokes. Um, he didn't do Edge of Tomorrow. He wrote he, Edge of Tomorrow. He wrote it? It's okay. one of the many ones he wrote. Um I think Doug Lyman directed that. Yeah, one, no, right? yeah, Doug Lyman definitely did. I just say he he's written, he hasn't directed most of these movies. He's written most of Tom Cruise movies of late. Um it sounds like they are trying to get or they are in talks with other actors from the original Tropic Thunder film. Ben Stiller, Matthew McConaughey, who played the agent to I can't remember Ben Stiller's character name, but it's he's obviously his character was a parody of Tom Cruise this is what made it funny that tom cruise was in tropic thunder as an oh agent. i never
1: saw i never saw him as a parody of tom cruise i just saw him as a parody of like an action hero
2: I, specifically tom cruise i think I didn't know but that. you can compare it to a lot and then um of course Robert danny jr who i would assume in this movie since it's not about tropic thunder would just be playing the irish actor and would not have any blackface this time um yeah i think that would be fun he could still be the main character and so that you know almost like a, you said like a for the other one like a hail caesar type grilling of hollywood from his perspective of trying to keep these actors he's worked with before in line and because he's a very aggressive clear, character in the movie
1: this isn't a 100 confirmed that it's going to happen this is just something that's wrong. no it's
2: something christopher McQuarrie and tom cruise are confirmed to be one of their three projects they're working on. And it's confirmed that the actors are in talks, but no one has signed up yet. Okay. So again, this could be a movie that never happens. It Who could knows? be,
1: but I, I like the idea. I think they like, Oh, like and Kyle's saying, there's a
2: lot of potential.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: There's a lot of Kyle saying the for fandom the wires hit right. Um, has a good hit rate, but no one else is saying No, I day. said I don't
0: know oh. their hit rate. I do not know Fandom Wire's hit rate. They're the ones saying that they have an exclusive, uh, Nick, and what, what you sent me, an exclusive that talks are going on. Um the trades like THR Variety Dead Deadline and all them reported on the fact that this was a a project on mind back on August like eighth and 9th. Yeah. But uh no one else has reported on Fandom Wires uh, story. So take that for what you will.
2: I would hope that if they're going to get this movie across the finish line, that they would at least get Ben Stiller in it because Tom Cruise actually went. The story is Tom Cruise actually went to Ben Stiller asking to help him revitalize his career um, after after Mission Impossible Impossible 3, um, because that movie and his weirdness around the time of that movie kind of Paramount at that point was even like, we're done with Mission Impossible. Like, he's too weird. Three didn't make enough money. Um, Because he worked with Ben Stiller on an amazing project, which you can find on YouTube. It was even a special feature on the DVD where um, they did a sketch for the MTV Movie Awards where he played Tom Cruise with a Z who was Tom Cruise's stunt double for Mission Impossible 2. And it's... It's really hilarious. Like he has the same hair and he has the same laugh and like he's talking with Tom Cruise and Tom Cruise obviously doesn't like him that much. So yeah, check that out online. And that's kind of the, how their relationship forms. You would hope they would at least get Ben Stiller back. Anyway, uh, since we're running pretty long, um, do you want to talk about only murders in the building for a little bit,
0: Jammer we can talk two?
2: Yeah, for a little bit. Um, yeah, This yeah. to be a long discussion. Let's what did you think into. of the season? as far as a sophomore season of a I show that is announced for season three so no spoilers right now
1: um i liked it even more than season one mm. and the reason i liked it more than season one is for season one i thought it was good but <clears throat> it had a lot of moments where i was like fucking selena gomez mabel do like say shit because everyone was like always hiding something and it just felt like you're making it worse
2: you're this making it worse. When they really just, didn't seem to hide much of anything right? This three one, of them, because now they have the repertoire.
1: Yeah, they have the repertoire. They knew each other. So there really weren't a lot of secrets between them. You didn't get the impression where it's just like, oh, well, stop trying to make me feel like she could have done it when I know she didn't do it. Stop trying to make that into a subplot. Instead, we know it's like, clearly they didn't, didn't do, it. do it. Yeah, We trust her um we get to they get to play a little bit on their tropes from last season specifically um well i'm not going to be specific on that one because then there are
2: jokes about like nothing's as good because you know they're making a a sequel of their podcast so in the season two of the show there are jokes about how it's like it's never as good as the original like how do you guys expect to have another good podcast i really really like that kind of uh,
1: commentary their podcast uh fandom as well like those handful of of, of podcast fans who are just like sitting there trying to solve the mystery along them every single time they're involved. It's amazing. And I, I just love it. And um yeah, I think ultimately they had a, a good number of last episode twists. Like mm-hmm. it just felt right. It wasn't particularly like, Oh my God, I can't believe this. Like on that level. Cause I, just I we had solved it by then, but it was yeah, just perfectly yeah. entertaining. Very well done. um I really love seeing Martin short and uh, Steve, Steve Martin. Martin That's right to kill team it. Team. And I, I think it's funny, my for me, Martin Short, because ironically, I know Martin Short from, from a lot of things from you know growing up. But for some reason, the one that sticks to me is his role in the Merlin TV series. The the, the mini series starring Sam starring Sam Neill as Merlin. It's like three or four episodes or something. I remember and I, right. it. I was think like a, a mini series
2: on network TV, I think. I don't even think it was yeah. cable.
1: Yes, and probably was bad, but I don't know. But I remember him a lot on that one. And then it's been a long time since I'd seen him. And then I recently saw him in Morning Show where oh, he played oh. a sexual predator and he was creepy in that. Like the way he spoke was just so creepy. And I was like, please don't let this be my last memory of, of Martin Short. And then right after that, Only Murders came out and I was like, okay, good. Like I want to be able to think of him as this sort of uh, happier guy. But um, speaking of Martin Short, I really like what they did with his subplot overall with him and his son as well. Mm -hmm. Very heartwarming. And the way they also wrapped things up, quote unquote, between him and the, I guess, the villain of last season, just sort of the evolving relationship where they managed to keep even people you feel like, why are you still in the show? Your part is over. They make them relevant again in a way that somehow works.
2: I would agree. And I'll have a lot to add because you explained that really, really well. Um, would you have a letter grade for the season? Yeah, I'd say I'd give it a b plus
1: ah, b plus. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I think um my my big criticism, and I guess this comes with the territory, but there was almost too many plot developments to the point where it kind of feels like it's folding in on itself a bit more, like a bit too much to where I, at the end of either the last second, to last episode or the last episode, where they're showing recaps from like episode one and two. And I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot that happened. Oh yeah, I forgot that happened. And I'm like, the curse of the week to week. It's just gone streaming. like, streaming. <laughs> it's zigged and zagged. It's gone back around in a circle to the point where I'm like, okay, well, I don't even care because it's too many twists and turns back that I don't want to trace my steps back to it. But is that just me being a lazy viewer? Maybe, but it also might just be, it, it has gone so many different ways that it, doesn't quite feel cohesive and it doesn't quite feel like it matches up as effectively as it could so that would be my big criticism I think that was also the same last season but it's still a very entertaining and fun show and you know I could effectively say HBO wait no it's not HBO damn it never mind Hulu. but between but between Selena and chef and this show I'm like okay I'm a Selena Gomez fan now I had not seen her in yeah, really anything until Selena and chef during the pandemic and I just liked her personality and that. I thought it was fun. And then this one, I'm like, oh, she could actually act good for her. The and movie now I just chef? really like her. No, Selena and Favreau Chef. Film? No, there's a show Selena. called Selena. I've never heard of it. It's a, it's a cooking show. It's basically oh, during the okay. pandemic, she sets up oh,
2: her yeah. house to
1: cook. It's fucking I, there's awesome. There's one
2: with Gordon Ramsay, and I thought it was part of Gordon Ramsay's show because that popped up on YouTube for me the other day. No, this is just Selena was- and Chef.
1: It's literally just a lighthearted, fun cooking show where she is terrible at cooking and then has people try to teach her over zoom how to cook and it's usually Weird. uh she's awful at cutting it's painful to watch her cut vegetables and there's this one point in the recent season where it's like she's trying to push down on something because it won't cut she puts her fingers under the knife it puts her whole body into it and i'm like it didn't slice thank god but it gave me so much anxiety. I'm like, you could have cut off like four of your fingers in that moment if it had gone through. Um, yeah, but if she's really bad at cooking. It's fun. Highly I'm recommend it. You. Selena and Chef. HBO
2: I Max. say A minus. It's one of my favorite shows on television. One of the funniest. And Steve Martin and Martin Short are one of my funniest duos. A game. Bring in their A game for this show. And let's show. do spoilers real quick because I'm going to have to leave for the same reason i left before um which we cut out a little bit of an upset have stomach this morning
1: i personally don't have any spoilers that i feel like i need to share it's not that kind of yeah. show almost
2: i would say slight spoilers okay i love the reveal at the end with like the, the tri- almost a triple reveal Mm -hmm. where it was like it's this person no it's this person and then no it's you (laughs) like yeah it was really good and I also like
1: how they brought in Cara uh, Cara Delevingne's character where they were playing off the idea because last season excuse me last season it was the girlfriend and this season I'm like it's not gonna be the girlfriend again but then she was just like kind of admitted to being her and I was like she's eating chewing the scenery too much this this character is putting on an act and it ultimately was and i was just like okay well played well played i didn't expect that tina Faye's character was in on it i thought that was a nice little twist and that they were working together with her to reveal the actual murder really good
2: stuff i that twist i did and like. i did think legitimately it was tina Faye. even be- have, even before those characters came to it i was at like at the end yeah, of the last episode kirsten
1: and i uh kirsten and i thought it was her assistant we just didn't know how, and they revealed it, and I was like, okay, cool, that matches up, but I didn't know that Tina Fey would be in on it with them. Yeah. And it was probably really one of the funniest reveal. moments in the show also was literally all of Tina Fey's character's fears. Like, she fears the slow motion. The inside of
2: tomatoes. The
1: inside of tomatoes, and they have Whoa. everyone talking in slow motion, Whoa. and then bringing out a tomato and a cutting board, and just, like, and cutting like, it squishing in front of it.
2: Just, yeah. Like, what are you doing? Really funny stuff. Um, yeah, totally recommend it.
1: Oh, and uh, Paul Rudd uh, coming for next season. It's gonna be about his murder.
2: Spoiler, and that's the thing. They announced him as a cast member for season two, but he's already gonna the of... in mean, season three. But he's already the oh, yeah, fl- I always do a lot of flashbacks. Flashbacks, yeah, kind of like how he's, he's already the, the court person this yeah. season,
1: but she was all over this season. For and
2: flashbacks. we met, t- We there's lots of t- Tim Kono flashbacks too in the first exactly. season. So, yeah, Paul Rudd will have s- get to play with these other fantastic comedians who I'm sure he also looks up to mm-hmm. um anything else to say about anything else no but if you haven't seen the show like highly recommended
1: on hulu go check it out it's like it's a cozy mystery if you're into cozy yeah. mysteries feel good is, show this this will not disappoint
2: and especially if you're a fan of like michael lane and like you know it has all kinds of great older actors in addition to younger comedians My, who's michael lane i mean nathan lane did i say oh. michael lane Nathan you said Lane. Michael Lane. I was like, I'm surprised. Math- Lane? That's because he usually works with Mac- Matthew Broderick. Is why I said that way. I'll be surprised if we never get Matthew Broderick on the show because he's in the kind of the same crowd as Nathan Lane and Steve Martin. Right. He's, he's younger and like Steve Martin and Martin Short. Um, I guess we'll close her out then. Um, thank you for listening to Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast. Um. We have now officially left SoundCloud completely, I believe, Kyle. You can shake your head, yes know if that's true, and are using Sounder as our distributor. So you can still find us on all the same places you were listening before. Um we're hoping to add even more locations because Sounder is a nifty little website. And you can even go there to listen bitch. to us. But, but like uh, you know, Apple Music, Stitcher, Spotify you can go watch on youtube of course and you can get all that directly from LRMonline.com. or you can subscribe to us any of those services or just subscribe to the genre verse podcast network on youtube um lots of great shows over there oh well i forgot something i was gonna say earlier lots of great shows over there um yeah uh, anime versal reviews um Daily Cup, oh, genre,
1: multiverse mayhem, Breaking Geek Great of the
2: podcast, and the Cantina. Well, I was just trying to remember genre shot. That's what I was. I just wanted. I was going to do genre shot next. I'm like, I, I got it right last week. I need to. Otherwise, I've always been calling it the Kyle Reactions Show. And of course, A2X is that the name of the second anime show?
0: AVR squared.
2: AVR squared.
0: There are what other animations. What is AVR squared? How's that different an- from
2: Anime Versal?
0: it's Easy. anime versus reviews reactions oh okay. the r is squared yeah and then of course um oh, i am you
2: can always talk with all of us on discord we're pretty active um you can ask us questions about the show recommend stuff you want to see on any of our shows like if kyle and i are between marvel shows on mmm you can go on there and be like hey why don't you watch this marvel movie well, really quick, um, Kyle,
1: here's a question for you. How does one get to the Discord?
0: There is a link in the description box uh, below every podcast and every uh, YouTube video. That's the easiest and fastest way.
2: Come, there you go. come on and join us and talk. Uh, other than Discord, where can thou, thou to be found, Jameth? You can find me on Twitter at Jam the Writer.
1: Uh, most of my books under the name AJ Cerna on Amazon and Audible. And you can find my latest book. In hardcover, paperback, ebook, and audiobook at MachiaBooks.com. That's M-A-G-I-A-Books.com.
2: And if you want to hear more about that book, he was on Daily Cup of Genre yesterday uh, with Manny yeah. and Kyle discussing City of Mages. Um, and I am at Geeky Nick Dahl on both Instagram and Twitter. And of course our wonderful producer is on Twitter as at that Kyle Malone. So thanks for listening to us, everybody. And uh, hasta lasagna.
1: Try not to get any on you.